My bad days with Christ are better than my great days without him. What a story. Thank you for sharing that, Tiffany. Well, how are we doing, Hope City Church? We doing good? Just in case you're listening to the podcast and you're not sure what I'm talking about, you missed an announcement earlier in our service uh, that we have a new name. And uh, starting today, we're no longer River City Worship Center. We are Hope City Church. We're the same great people, um, same people, but just a, a new commitment to our purpose. One of the things that we're doing today that I'm excited about um, is we have a, a journal here that we're asking any of you who would like to, to kind of sign in today or, or, or write a prayer or something. This is just kind of a historic keepsake for the day. And at the end of service today, there's going to be a million things going on at the end of service today, but it's going to be sitting on that white table in the back. And if you would like to just, you know, there, a lot of us have already kind of signed this, maybe just a little prayer, a sentence or two prayer for Hope City Church as you look towards the future, whatever it is that you would just kind of like to write down, put your name in there. We're going to hold on to this. It's just a great little keepsake. Uh, to, to kind of represent today and, and remember today. So that's going to be at the end of service. That's going to be in the back, and you can uh, fill that out. And I'm running out of podium space, so babe, can you take this? I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Everybody give Andrea a hand. That was fantastic. The best pregnant assistant I have ever had. That didn't go over as well as I'd hoped. Okay, anyway, um, Make sure, let me just say this, because we don't have enough time today to talk about all the stuff that we need to talk about um, or just be an infomercial today. Uh, make sure you have uh, friended us on Facebook or liked us, how I think it's liked for a, a, a church. Make sure you've liked us on Facebook because we're constantly keeping things updated on there so that you know what's going on. Like we have a Servolution coming up where we're going to be going to Love the Hungry. We're going to be making uh, food and meals for kids who don't get meals here in our area, in our city. And we need to know that you're coming to that so that we can have a headcount, so that we can pay for all that we're going to be preparing, all those kinds of things. So, like, that's just one example. Next Sunday is Imagine Sunday, which is a huge Sunday for us as a church. How many people have ever been a part of our Imagine Sunday? Let me see your hand. Yes, so many of you guys. Giving away over almost $400,000. It'll be $400,000 at the end of this year. Um, so that's all next week. And um, Easter's coming up in four weeks. Just so many things that are going on that we don't have time to talk about. So make sure if you haven't already, like us on Facebook, and then you can just kind of keep up with everything that's going on at the church, all right? And if you are going to be a part of that Servolution, we do need to know. So please make sure that we know that, all right? Uh, Proverbs 29:18 says, Where there is no prophetic vision, people run wild. Where there's no prophetic vision, people run run wild. Today is not just about a new name, okay? Today is about a prophetic vision. It's about looking into the future and knowing what God has called us to do and what he's called us to be in this community. And if we can make sure I have a clock on the TV because I will preach way too long today. So just make sure I got a clock down here so I don't go long because we got stuff to do at the end. Um, you know, hope takes on many different forms. Uh, to some, hope feels just like a breath of fresh air. For others, it's, uh, it, it's a handout. It, it's, 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 a, it's something tangible that they can, they can get their hands on when they have a need. For some, it's just a prayer. For some, it's a smile. It's a hug. Maybe it's a healing for something in your body. Maybe it's freedom from addiction. Maybe it's, it's feeling loved when you've always felt unloved. Hope means something different to everyone. But one thing is certain, 
is that everyone at some point in their life, more than one time in their life, will come to a place where they need to feel hope. At some point in every person's life, you will feel hopeless. You cannot, you cannot get away from it. It will happen. And I believe that it happens because in God's sovereignty, he brings us to these moments where all we can do, the only option we have left is to reach out to him. To reach out to him. Paul said in Acts 15 that he uh, sets our boundaries and our borders in our life so that we may find him, reach out for him and find him. And I believe that, that that's what happens in those hopeless moments in our lives. It gives us an opportunity to realize our need for Jesus. And listen, we don't have a monopoly on the market here in, in, in Louisville. And we are surrounded by some great churches and there have been churches who have gone before us 50 and 100 years ahead of us, reaching out and making a difference in this community. But this church, you and me, this family, this team, we have been called to be a place of hope. Not a place of cynicism, not a place of negativity, not a place of devil's advocates, not a place of judgmentalism, not a place of uh, protesters, not a place of political activists. He has called us to be a place of hope, a place of hope, this community in this city. And listen, it's going to be messy at times. When you decide you want to be a part of a church that is wanting to share the transforming hope of Jesus, you got to know it's going to be messy, that God is going to send us some people that will scare you. He's going to send us some people that will offend you. There's no doubt about it. And there's also no doubt about it that when you become a church that shares the transforming hope of Jesus in a tangible way, there are going to be people who take advantage of you. It's going to happen. But I love what Proverbs 14.4 says. It says, without oxen, a stable stays clean but you need a strong ox for a large harvest. In other words, you can either keep everything clean or you can have a large harvest. You can either keep everything clean or you can have a large harvest, but you can't do both. It's like raising young children. Come on, parents. You can either have a fun home or a clean home, but you can't have both. Come on, parents. I, I, Friday is my day off from the office and I stay home. And yesterday, man, I busted it for about three hours. I cleaned downstairs. I mean, I wiped everything down, vacuumed, swept. I mean, I, I, it was amazing. I was like, I said, I can't wait until Andrea gets home and sees this. That was about 1.30. She got home at 4.30. Whole thing was a wreck. I don't even know what happened. I, I cannot tell you how it happened. I just looked up. Anyway, that's another sermon for another time. God is going to take us on the ride of our life. As a church, as a family, as a team, God is going to take us on the ride of our life. If we will decide we want what God wants and we want to be a part of what he's doing and we want to be faithful to what he's called us to do, whatever that looks like, whatever that means, he's going to take us on the ride of our life. And we've said it every week during this Roots series, but I just want to say it again. No one in this room, including myself, is dreaming big enough. No one in this room is praying big enough. Because even when we scare ourselves with our dreams and our expectations and our hopes, God says, my thoughts are higher than, than your thoughts. We got to dream bigger. We got to pray bigger. We got to love bigger. And there is no telling what God might do 
So, so please hear me. This is not just a name change. This is not just a, a new slogan. This is not just a, a banner. This is a mission. This is a cause. It's something we feel like we've already been doing, but we just figured out what to call it, and we feel like that we could not escape the identity of, of what, we, what we were about and, and who we were. So for the few moments that I've got left today, I, I want to... Um, to share a story out of Luke chapter 8. If you have a Bible, flip over there and, and read along with us. If, if you've got something to take some notes, go ahead and do that. If not, it's going to be up on the screen for you. But I want to read a story out of Luke chapter 8. I want to give you four ideas, four thoughts, four statements, comments, whatever you want to call it, just about what I believe God's called us to do, our vision, our, our purpose here as a church. And we could have picked a lot of different stories uh, but there's something about this story that just resonates with me and, and what I feel like God is trying to, to do in this church. So I'm going to read it to you. Luke chapter 8, starting with verse 40. Here's what it says. It says, On the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe, and immediately the bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Everyone denied it, and Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. And when the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, I love that, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. And the whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, Jesus said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Go in peace. I want to give you four thoughts about this, this story in the Bible. Number one is this. Number one is that hope is for everyone. Hope is for everyone. What I love about this story is you have a woman who has been kind of shut in and, and had a, a sickness, had, had a bleeding, had, had something that she could not stop. It, it could represent a lot of things. It could represent addiction or, you know, just a, a sin or something in your life that, that represents a lot of things. But here's a woman who, because of the condition of her body, was not probably a very public person. But at the beginning of the story, you have a local leader of a synagogue. You have Jairus and you have a woman with the issue of blood. And what I love about this story is that Jesus did not just come for the addicted, broken, embarrassed. He also came for the wealthy and the leader and the businessman. Like everybody needs hope. Not just the people who are strung out, broke, messed up. Sometimes those are the people who are willing to share it because they're at a desperate place and, and they've kinda, they don't care to be humiliated. They just need help. But listen, everybody needs hope. People who live on the East End need hope. Members at Valhalla Country Club need hope just as bad as people who live in the west side of Louisville. Everybody needs hope. And so we see in this story that Jesus didn't just come for the woman, that he actually was healing the woman while he was on the way to Jairus's house. And I think this is really important for us as a church to remember that, yes, we are here to share hope, but that's not exclusive to one group of people. If you are in this church today and, 
and you are a successful uh, businessman or businesswoman who has a, a family and, and, and you've done well for yourself, listen, don't be ashamed of the fact that you're doing well for yourself. Don't be ashamed of the fact that you've worked hard and that you've accomplished some things. Don't be, don't be ashamed of that. Listen, this is a church for you too. This is a place for you too. And you, you're not, you may not be as open and willing to, to share where you're in need, but listen, Jesus is here for you too, wants to do things in your life and has hope for you just as much as he has hope for the down and out. If you're here today and you're down and out and you're struggling and maybe 12 years of your life, you've been, uh, there's been something that just has, has held you back. Listen, there's hope for you too. You read through the book of Acts and you find that the body of Christ, the family of Christ is not this exclusive family for one type of person. Black, white, poor, rich, healthy, unhealthy, addicted, clean. The body of Christ, the family of Christ is for everybody. It's for everybody. So the first thing we see in this story is that, is that hope's for everyone. It's for Jairus and it's for the woman with the issue of blood. The second thing we see from this story is that if we will pay attention, God will use us on the way. Everybody say on the way. On the way. I love that Jesus was on his way to somewhere else. And this lady who was in need, who needed something from God, found her healing on the way. Listen, nobody loves what happens here on Sunday morning more than me. I love what God is doing here in this church and this family. But can I tell you that more ministry will happen on the way to work on the way to school, on the way to, you know, childcare, on the way to the mall, on the way to the movies, on the way to dinner. If you will open your eyes and you will pay attention, I promise you more ministry and more hope will be shared on the way than on Sunday. And sometimes it's easy for us to think, well, you know, I just, if I could just get my friend to church, listen, get your friend to church. God's doing something remarkable here, but you don't have to wait until Sunday if they need something on Tuesday. Share the hope of Jesus with them on the way. Everybody say on the way. way. And Jesus was on the way. He was in the middle of doing something for somebody else, and then he helped this person over here as well. I love love the heart of our team, our leadership, our staff. This past Sunday, Pastor Kim, if you have a child in in, uh, what is now called 252, there's a lot of new names around here. It's now called 252 for our Hope Kids. Last week, uh, Pastor Kim had the kids put together homeless kits. So great. And she said, listen, I want you to take this. I want you to talk to your family about it. And then I want you to find somebody in need. I want you to give them this kit. I love it. One of our kits stayed together. Our four-year-old got in there and got into all the goodies. She was excited about the kit. She didn't realize what was going on. But, I, but we did have one kit that stayed together. But, but I, love, I love the heart of what Kim, Pastor Kim's trying to teach the kids. That Listen, more ministry is going to happen on the way than on Sunday. God's going to do something incredible on Sunday. And yes, get them here. Get them in the car, tie them up, throw them in the trunk. Get them here, okay? Don't do that. And I'll be liable, but you know what I'm saying. Like, do whatever it takes to get them here. But God wants to do something miraculous through you. He wants you to share the transforming hope of Jesus as you're on the way to work and life and on the way out to the end of the driveway to get your trash can. If you will look up, God will give you the chance to share hope to somebody. He'll give you the chance. And so Jesus, he didn't go set up in one location and say, okay, if you need something, you have to come to me. He said, no, I'll come to you. I'll come to you. And so we've got to be 
We've got to be paying attention. Yes, God, do something great inside this building every seven days. But God, do something greater every day inside my house, inside my neighborhood, and inside my job. So hope is for everyone. If we'll pay attention, God will use us on the way. Third thought is this. We can never lose sight of the one in the crowd. We can never lose sight of the one in the crowd. Listen, Jesus loves crowds. So, so, so don't get this idea that somehow a big church is a bad church. Don't somehow get this idea that churches should be small and shouldn't be big. Listen, go read the Gospels. Jesus could not keep the people away. He couldn't do it. So our dream and our hope and our goal for this church as we pray and believe over the next 30 years is that God will fill this building up so much so that we have to go find another one. And then he'll fill that building up so much so that we'll have to put some other churches all over the city and other communities. And he'll fill those buildings up and we'll send church planners out. And like we want a huge crowd because we believe that where the gospel is, people will show up. They need the hope of Jesus. But I think sometimes the reasons p- people feel like they don't want to go to a, a big church is because they feel like you get lost in the crowd. And so here is a crowd of people surrounding Jesus. And this woman touches him and Jesus says, wait, in the middle of all this chaos and madness, there was, there was one person who, just, who needed something and just got it. And so right now, even in a church of 300 or so people, it's still easy to get lost in the crowd. I don't know all your names. Some of you slide in, slide out, never fill out a card. We don't know anything about you. You're off the grid, you're off the radar, and that's how you like it, and that's fine. But listen, whether you have 1,000 people or 100 people, you can still get lost in the crowd. But Jesus doesn't let the crowd distract him from recognizing the need of the one, of the one. And so no matter how, church, how large this church ever gets or what God ever does with our church, we can never lose sight of the one. And listen, this church is going to grow. So if what you love about this church is it's not a big church, you're not going to always like this church. And I know what you mean when you say that. And some of you guys say that to me. I just love that it's not so big. That's not, you know, that's like saying I love your kids because they're small. They're not going to stay that way. Okay. It's not always going to be a small church, but listen, every number has a name. Every name has a story. That's why we show these Hope Story videos. And maybe you're here today and you feel like that you're just one of a lot of people. You don't feel like anybody noticed you. Listen, Jesus notices you. He, he knows where you are. He knows what you're feeling. And if you will let us, we want to do that too. We want to do that too. And so we are not just a church Body. We're not just a church group. We're not just a sum of people. We are individuals with stories and with names and your neighbors and your brothers and sisters and your spouses and your friends. And they, they, they are a number, but they are a name and they are a story. And Jesus never let the crowd keep him from ministering to the one, paying attention to the one, knowing the one. Listen, if you look around the room and you don't see somebody and you're wondering what's going on, pick up the phone and call them. Go over to their house. If you see somebody who feels, it seems like God is ministering to them, put your hand on their shoulder and pray for them. Don't get caught up in the group and miss out on the one. We can't do that. Last thought is this. Jesus is the solution. Hope is for everyone. If we'll pay attention, God will use us on the way. Can't lose sight of the one in the crowd, and Jesus is the solution. A new name is not a solution. 
A pastor's preaching is not a solution. A cool idea is not a solution. Jesus is the solution. Jesus looked at the woman and he said, look, your faith has made you well. It's not just enough to get people to a building. It's not just enough to get people to a crowd. People have to be able to get to Jesus. And if we do everything we know to do, but we don't ever make Jesus accessible to people, we're not giving them the solution. Listen, a bag of groceries to someone who needs food is meeting a need, but it's only feeding their stomach. A recovery group to somebody who is addicted is meeting a need, but it's only helping them cope. At some point, you got to get people to Jesus. Jesus is the solution. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the hope. So we're going to keep packing meals for hungry kids. We're going to keep giving school supplies away. We're going to keep offering recovery. We're going to keep helping single moms. We're going to keep giving away money. We are going to keep doing everything that we feel like God has called us to do. But don't ever think that somehow that's the mission. The mission is to get people to the transforming hope of Jesus. Okay? So we're going to do the small things like they're big things. And God is going to do big things like they're small things. It all matters. It's all part of it. But let's don't ever lose sight. It's not just about meeting a need. It's about getting them to Jesus because Jesus is the solution. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30 has really been a theme for us throughout this whole process, this last 13 months as a team. We went on our staff retreat at the beginning of 2015, and this kind of came to the top, and it's actually hanging on my wall in my office. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty 28, 30 says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Listen, there is no one type of person who is weary and carrying heavy burdens. Everybody is weary and carrying heavy burdens. Everybody. Middle school students, senior adults, white, black, rich, poor, everybody goes through seasons of weariness and carrying heavy burdens. And Jesus said, if you will come to me, I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. It's this idea, it's, it's something you can almost breathe, you can almost smell it. It's this, it's this fresh air, it's this new life that somehow there is there's this rest for my soul. Never felt this way before. We pray in this room a lot, and, and I spend time walking around the, the auditorium, and I, I just pray all the time, God, I just pray that there would be a presence in the room. There would be something in the room that people who would show up, beat up, tired, you know, whatever it is, I just pray that they would just breathe in this life-giving spirit, this hope, that, that, that hope would be a tangible thing, something you could feel, something you could taste. Like, I, I showed up and I felt the hope of Jesus. He says, he says I'll find, you'll find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Listen, it's not religion. It's not, an, it's not more lists of do's and don'ts. It's Jesus whose yoke is easy and burden is, is light. Listen, maybe you're here today, and you're like, man, I tried Jesus. I tried church. It didn't work for me. I don't even know why I'm here. Listen, I believe with all of my heart, if you really ever met Jesus, you'd love him. You won't love every Christian you ever meet. You won't love every church you ever go to. 
And sometimes, listen, me included, I'm part of us. Sometimes we screw this up and we make it harder than it should be. But listen, not Jesus. You go to Jesus. You find Jesus. And what you're going to find is an easy yoke and a burden that's light. Because he loves you. He's not mad at you. He has great plans for, for your life. So Christ has called us. God has called us to be to be a place of hope, Hope City Church. He put us here, 7515 3rd Street Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40214. Put us in this place. Somebody didn't even know it when they built it in 1972 or something like that. Like they, they didn't even know it, but God knew it. God knew exactly where he was putting us and what he would be calling us to in 2016 to commit the rest of our lives to. And Andrew and I told you, few weeks ago, we, we've made that commitment. We've decided that we're going to give the rest of our lives to this cause, the rest of our lives to this place. It may not always be in this place. We may run out of room at some point, but God has, has called us to spend the rest of our days sharing the transforming hope of Jesus at Hope City Church. And what I can hope and, and what I've been praying for is that you would feel that compelling cause too. I'm not asking anybody in the room to make a lifelong commitment. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But just this feeling of, of this call of God to put down roots. 2 Kings 19 says you'll put down roots in your own soil and your life will grow and flourish. We believe that's true. We believe that's true. And you would say, you know what, this is home. This is my family. This is not just a place I come to once every eight weeks. This is not just a, a church service I come to because it makes me feel better. No, this is my family. This is my home. This is my team. I'm not just going to be a taker. I'm going to be a giver. I'm going to put down roots in this place. And so we've been telling you for weeks that um, today you're going to have the chance to either join or rejoin the church. So let me tell you what's about to happen. As long as our internet and Wi-Fi routers cooperate, um, if you or your family have made the decision that this is your home church, Hope City Church is home. And I'm not going anywhere. And I'm committed to the cause. We're gonna reach this community for Jesus. If you've decided that's us, then then in just a few moments when we dismiss the service, you can go to the back of the room. There's a long table with a ton of computers set up back there. I've been feeling like I got a media row back there the whole time I've been preaching. But you go back there, there's gonna be people sitting behind those computers and they are going to walk you through the process um, of getting you uh, joined up to be, to be a member of the church. We'll probably spread out because there's gonna be a little room. We're ending service early because it's probably gonna be a little chaotic. And listen, it may take a little bit of time. Have some patience. We gotta deal with Wi-Fi and people and technology and you know what I'm saying. But it's worth the wait. We're actually ending service early so that you can have a chance to do that. And they're gonna get some information from you and, 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 and we'd like for you to give that. That's how you're joining today to become an official member of Hope City Church, okay? And so if you feel like, yeah, Jason, this is home. This is where I'm putting down my roots. This is, this is where we're committing ourselves. Then you'll go to those computers and, and you'll join the church today. Maybe again, rejoin, or maybe for the first time, you're, you're, going, you're going to join. 
and you're going to become a part of our family. Now, listen, if you're here today and you're not sure if you're ready to make that commitment, we completely understand. And there's no pressure and, and there's no hard feelings. We want you to want to do it. So, so if that's not where you are, there is absolutely no hard feelings. And we hope that in time you'll make the decision to join us. You are welcome here. And we want you to be a part of that. If you're just attending a service, you're only experiencing a small part of what a church is all about. And maybe you have some questions. But the reason you're not able to take that step today is because you have a few questions and you would like to ask me those questions. I would love to answer them for you. Our staff would love to answer them for you. And we could, we could do that. But in just a moment, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna give you a few more instructions as we leave today. And then you're gonna have a chance to say, Jason, based on what I've heard the last few weeks, based on what I know about you and your heart and this church's heart and this mission, we're gonna put down roots. We're not gonna sway back and forth. We're not gonna be easily offended. We're, we're gonna put down roots and we're gonna make Hope City Church our home our launching ground for what God wants to do in our life. Will everybody stand with me today?